today you are listening to season one episode five of the woman whom jesus loves today's episode is going to be the first episode in a series that we are going to tackle the elephant in the room of body image so the title of today's episode is god's design for your body so today we are going to be exploring god's perspective on our bodies and understanding God's original design. And so I am a firm believer that anytime we have a problem, we go back to the word. So the first point that I want to go over today is understanding God's intention. And so I do have some biblical references that are going to be our foundational scriptures that we're going to use throughout the episode. And these foundational foundational purposes really show us the purpose of our bodies and what God thinks about our bodies. And so the first verse, and which is the one that is probably the most popular that we all hear hear about in terms of the body and that's going to come from first corinthians chapter 6 verses 19 to 20 do you not know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own you were bought at a high price therefore honor god with your bodies so what this verse is saying is that our bodies are like a house for the spirit of god when i first learned about that verse when i first came across that scripture I didn't really know what it truly meant I was just like oh you know our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit okay cool you know it sounded like religious talk to me and I did not understand what it meant but as I grew in my journey in Christ and I grew in my relationship with God I really started to understand how sacred our bodies are to God. And I think a lot of times, especially as women, we don't give our body the honor and the respect that God calls us to. Like we don't, a lot of times we don't look at our bodies as temples. And I don't know what you have been through personally, but I know that I have been through a lot of situations to where I looked at my body as basically it was trash. Like I didn't feel that I had a purpose. I didn't care what I put into my body. I didn't care how I treated my body I really struggle with the concept of treating my body as sacred like for a really long time I hated my body so reading this verse and being taught these principles of God has really been the thing to help me overcome my issues with body image and really open my eyes to seeing myself how God sees me and the next foundational scripture that is going to be used to support today's episode is also going to come from first Corinthians first Corinthians 3 verses 16 to 17 do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in the midst. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you together are the temple. So this verse really emphasizes the sacredness of our bodies. Like if you destroy the temple of God, God will destroy that person. Like that's deep. And so if you don't know what a temple is, a temple is a building that people went to worship. They went to pray and to give praise to the Lord and so what this verse is saying when it says that our body is a temple our bodies are a form of worship to the Lord so how you treat your body is directly correlated to worshiping the Lord and so knowing that 
The first thing that I want you to realize about our bodies, for all my note takers, write this down, is that our bodies are sacred. What is sacred? What does that mean? Sacredness is reverence and holiness of the body as a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, and thus it should be treated with respect and with care. Next, I want to talk about culture and how society has affected our minds. Culture is standard of beauty, and society can cloud our understanding of God's original design. So I want to talk about this in more detail. And I really want to go over the impact. And so the first way that society directly affects our body image is that it distorts God's idea of creation. And it narrows it down to unrealistic standards of beauty. And it causes people to see themselves as flawed. And it leads to one being dissatisfied with the way that God created them to be. I remember when I was in high school, this was a period of my life where I would say that I faced the most insecurity in my life. And I remember coming home from high school one day after having a bad hair day. And I came home and I covered all of the mirrors in my room because my hair didn't look like the rest of the kids at school I thought there was something wrong with me and you know like I'm not beautiful not realizing that God created me and he took all of that into consideration God didn't make me and say oh I'm gonna give her bad hair like God made me and he said it is good he didn't say, oh, it's good, but I messed up. God doesn't make mistakes that everything that he do is intentional. And but at that time, I wasn't able to understand that. And so the next point that I want to get into about how culture affects body image is that there is pressure to conform. There's so much pressure, especially on our women in society to change themselves, to change how God originally designed them to be. And this can come through the form of cosmetic surgery, but it also can come through the form of extreme dieting, which is very unhealthy. A lot of times we're scrolling on social media and we see these people doing these extreme diets and are literally starving themselves just to have the physique that they desire because if they have one sheet meal or they waver off of that diet for whatever reason because we're human and if they waver off of that for just a second they beat up on themselves so much and they literally starve themselves and they're not happy i will always promote a healthy lifestyle but not at the expense of your mental health and so if you are right now participating in a diet that's causing you mental and emotional anguish because you feel like you have to follow these strict standards and you're not giving yourself any freedom, you're just setting yourself up for failure. And I want you to stop now. Like we, we are not doing this in 2024. Whatever lifestyle choice that you choose and the food that you decide to intake, I don't want you to think about food 24-7 and make it such a big priority because you feel unworthy at the end of the day. We're not doing that. And the next and what I feel is the most prevalent of all of the things that I'm about to mention is an excessive focus on external appearance. We live in a society that 
prioritizes external appearances and I was one of these people oh as long as this man is cute I want him to be my boyfriend or if I don't look this way then he won't like me I didn't feel like I had any value outside of my physical appearance and that is such a miserable way to live this ideology really takes attention away from our inner qualities and our character deflects our attention away from God's emphasis on an inner beauty this is one of my favorite scriptures in the bible where it says that God looks at the heart man looks at the outward appearance but God looks at the heart and we can see illustration of this story with Samuel when he was going to choose the next anointed king and he came across a man who he thought was king because of how he looked and his height and his stature and God was like no don't look on the outside because I have rejected him because God can see the inside God knows the heart and soul and just because someone is attractive does not mean that they have a good character I've met some people that look so good on the outside like suit and tie button down like they look like they were a person of amazing character and then when I got to know them I felt like I was being catfish like that's really what it feels like nowadays y'all is that like we're being catfish in real life and another problem that we struggle with in society is comparison and insecurities this is one of the main prevalent reasons as to why insecurity is even a thing constant exposure to society norms fosters an environment of comparison comparison leads to insecurity because you're like oh why don't I have the body that she has why don't I look like her why doesn't my hair look like her and this leads to low self-esteem but not only that but but it also leads to a lack of appreciation of God's unique creation for every individual. There is not one person walking on the face of this earth that is exactly the same, that looks exactly the same. We're all different. Each and every one of us are different. Even when you look at twins, like there is a way to distinguish one twin from the other. Whether it is a beauty mark or whatever it is, we are all intentionally, uniquely designed just because you are different does not mean that someone else has more value than you or is superior to you when we start delving into low self-esteem and when we start delving into comparison and insecurity obviously the next thing that ties into this is a negative impact on our mental health striving to conform to all of these societal norms leaves us with anxiety leaves us with depression body dissatisfaction and leads to us not embracing our internal value it's like we focus so much on the external that we're not even able to see how beautiful we are and I'll never forget I don't know what I was watching or where I received this word from it was talking about weight and it was like if you feel insecure about your weight and it's some people that struggle with weight so much to the point to where they won't walk out of their house they won't go to social events because they have a fear of people judging them or they won't get into a relationship because they have a fear of not being enough they're insecure I heard this word and it said that regardless of your size the essence of who you are the totality of who you are is the same and when I heard that 
I was like, wow, I don't have to wait until I'm down at my goal weight to notice my value and to notice how beautiful I am and to notice that I am valuable and beautiful. That really spoke to me. And that's one thing that I wanted to share with you all because even to this day, that still keeps me moving forward because I'm like, you know, in essence, I'm the same person now. In no means am I saying that, you know, you should not strive to steward your body. And then the final point that I want to discuss with you as it relates to society is that it undermines spiritual values. It leads to more focus on external and it undermines spiritual teachings that emphasize God's love and purpose for every individual individual. And so what this does, this creates an internal conflict that hinders each and every person from fully becoming the person that God created them to be. If you have everything in the world, if you have the perfect body, if you have the perfect job, on the outside, if everything looks good, but you do not have love, the Bible says that it is all worth nothing. It is in vain. And so that's why you see so many people like beautiful celebrities with everything that they could ever want in life but yet they are still unhappy because they thought that all of these things would make them happy and so that's what I really want to emphasize to you all is to stop trying to say oh when I get here then I'll be happy we don't know what tomorrow brings and I want you to embrace the beauty and the body that God has given you now. You don't have to wait until you're at your goal weight. You don't have to wait until you have that title or you have that position. You can start to do it now. And y'all know I'm all about practicality. So I'm never going to sit up here and discuss all these problems to you all and not give you a solution. Now we're going to go into some practical ways on how we can better steward our bodies, how we can how we can offer up our bodies to God as worship, and some steps to overcoming body image. And for all of my note takers, this is the part that you want to write now. You don't want to miss this. So point A is going to be prayer and meditation. Prayer and meditation is so highly important to our physical and mental and emotional and spiritual well-being has become this huge big thing worldly meditation but that's not the kind of meditation I'm talking about the meditation I'm talking about is biblical meditation meditating on God's word one of my favorite apps to use is called abide and this is a biblical meditation app and they have meditations for all different kinds of scenarios throughout your day they have sleep on different topics so I really encourage you to download abide when I go to sleep at night I always play a biblical meditation to help me to go to sleep and it just reads off the word of God so even if I wake up in the middle of the night if I'm having a bad dream I'm still hearing the word of God I'm gonna tell y'all a funny story when I started doing this I was getting attacked spiritually I was having all of these intrusive thoughts and they scared me they terrified me so I had to keep my mind busy and so to do that I started to put on the word of God and when I tell you like now I sleep like a baby. The second point I want to leave with you is reading of scripture. Regular reading of scripture really has such a positive impact on your emotional and mental well-being. It provides you with wisdom. It provides you with encouragement. And it provides you with guidance. And it's nothing that we could ever experience in life that is not in the Bible. Whenever you are feeling overwhelmed, whenever you are feeling like you don't know what to do, like you don't have 
have any direction. Pick up the word of God. I used to carry around this pamphlet that I got from the Dollar Tree. It was just different Bible verses that dealt with different topics so you could search any topic and it will have like a quick little bible verse that made such a difference to be able to have something small that you can carry around you don't have to carry around this big bible but you can have a little small booklet if you're ever in a situation to where you need the word and you don't have your go-to bible you can always pull out that little booklet and read a scripture from the book the next point i want to leave with you which is one of my favorites is gratitude journaling journal journaling in general all of the good things that you have going on in your life all of the things to be grateful of and the goodness of God in this gratitude journal you can document blessings you can document prayers that tracking my prayers has really been such an important tool in my spiritual growth because oftentimes I will pray for something and I'll forget I even prayed about something and then I'll go back and look at my prayers and I'm like wow God answered this the next point that I want to leave with you is community engagement fellowship having like-minded people around you I truly believe that you become like the five people that you hang around the most so if you have someone in your circle that is highly negative that is very pessimistic I can't tell you what to do and we're not called to live in isolation we're not called to just associate with believers because how else would other people hear the word of God if we are not going out and being a witness to Christ this is just a disclaimer before I say what I'm going to say next that I'm no means telling you that all of your friends have to be Christian however what I am telling you is that you should limit your time to people in your life that are toxic and some people you should probably just cut them off for good and it doesn't have to be in a nasty way you don't have to fall out with somebody to stop talking to them you just simply distance yourself from them and at the end of the day is some people in my life that I don't talk to on a regular basis like or have a close relationship with them as I once did in my life but today or tomorrow if they need me if they call me if they're in a situation and they need help I'm here and it's not that I don't love them but I just know that for my mental health and my spiritual well-being is some people that I just cannot have as close of a relationship with and that is perfectly fine. When you are surrounded with other people who share your beliefs, you all can encourage each other, you all can uplift each other, and you also feel a sense of belonging, which is one of the main purposes of this ministry is to encourage and uplift each other and for people to feel like they belong to something, you know, that they have somewhere to turn, they have people to talk to, they have people that are going through the same things as them people that are not perfect and they have a support system the next point that I want to leave with you is mindfulness in your daily activities practicing mindfulness and being present in the moment and finding God's presence in your everyday life and I often find that it is the most simple of tasks that I am doing nowadays that brings me the most joy to where I can really just sit and acknowledge the presence of God during that moment. The next point that I want to leave with you is having healthy boundaries, but just in all aspects of your life, it is important to have healthy boundaries. You should have mental boundaries, you should have emotional boundaries, and you should also have spiritual boundaries. At the end of the day, we are called to steward our bodies, so you cannot be any and everything for everybody. You just can't do it. That's not how our bodies work 
software design, sometimes you have to learn to say no. Sometimes you have to skip out on some events because you've had a busy week and you have a lot going on. Sometimes you may not be as available to people and that is okay. And when it comes to creating boundaries, I also want you to realize that it is perfectly okay to have boundaries. Also to prioritize the things that are good for your mental health. Like for me, I know if I don't have time to work on ministry or to focus on my purpose, I don't care what else I'm doing in that day. Unless it's a Sabbath day and I am resting, which we're going to get into that point later. But I will not feel good if I'm not doing the things that God is calling me to do. Like a certain things that I need to have time to that requires me to be away from everybody. That if I don't get that in and I'm not going to be in a good mood because I haven't taken that time out for myself to be able to unwind. And so that leads us to the next point is rest in the Sabbath. How important is this principle and how much of a life changer has this made in my life? embracing the concept of rest this hustle mentality we're not bringing that into 2024 i need you to learn how to rest especially for my entrepreneurs and all of the women out here who are in a position where you are forced to be independent you don't have anybody else to turn to it's just you you fending for yourself i want you to learn how to rest god can do more work on your rest day than you could ever do on your best day the lord rested on the seventh day we see that in the book of genesis that was one of the first principles that god brought into this world upon creation was the idea of rest so i really want you to embrace the idea of rest and giving yourself time to recharge whatever that looks like for you one day a week where you are not doing any work you're not checking no emails it's just simply a rest day doing things that you enjoy doing things that are going to recharge you and fill you up spiritually so we cannot talk about body image and shame without talking about forgiveness and grace and that is forgiveness in ourselves but also for other people as well embracing grace and embracing compassion and understanding that imperfection is just part of the human experience is a crucial component in overcoming body shame one of the biggest roots of our body shame comes from from not forgiving ourselves or not forgiving others. Unforgiveness is a nasty disease. Unforgiveness and bitterness can literally cause so many physical health problems. We all know that stress is not healthy for our body and unforgiveness breeds stress. Unforgiveness breeds bitterness and anger and resentment and rage and all of these things that are not healthy for our body to experience over the long term. And so with you forgiving other people and but also learning how to forgive yourself you take a huge weight off your shoulders and it enables you to be able to focus on things that truly matter because at the end of the day we're all imperfect I don't want you to have to feel like you are punishing yourself because you made a mistake maybe you are in a season of life to where you have been neglecting your body for a very long time but that doesn't mean your story has to end here that doesn't mean that you can't forgive yourself and you can't pick up and start walking in the other direction but it all starts with forgiveness and the next point I want to leave with you is physical care and stewardship caring for your 
body is a form of worship to the Lord. Making yourself of good use for the master. That includes practicing healthy habits, exercising, eating healthy, adequate sleep, which I'm, I'm coming at some of y'all because a lot of y'all have most of these components and then a lot of y'all have all of these points, but when it comes to sleep, you overlook that part. So I'm, I'm coming for y'all, the ones that don't want to sleep and you want to work until two o'clock in the morning. Like, stop. That's not healthy. Okay. Physical care and physical stewardship is only one of each of the components that I've mentioned to you today. So overcoming body image is not just a direct correlation of physical care. It takes internal work. It takes healing. It takes awareness and it takes intentionality about your mental, emotional, and spiritual, and also physical health. It is a holistic approach that is going to allow you to overcome your body shame. So I'm telling you because I, I've lived it. I have been the smallest weight of my life and still miserable. That's not what I want you to get from this episode. And then the final point that I want to leave with you is acts of kindness and service. At a certain point, an unhealthy body image is almost somewhat selfish because we are called here not for ourselves. We're called here to serve other people, to be a witness to Christ. And so if you're so focused on your body image and what you look like and how other people are perceiving you, you're missing the point as to why we're here in the first place and a way to combat that is to stop thinking about yourself and to focus on being kind to other people when you walk into a room instead of thinking you know do these people like my outfit start thinking how can I serve these people and God has given me another day with the breath in my lungs and the ability to get to the place that I'm at today so how can I be of service to these people what is the Lord calling me to do in this moment and I promise you once you start taking your thoughts off of yourself and redirecting your thoughts to how you can serve other people and being kind to other people, life is going to seem so much easier and it's going to be a huge weight off your shoulder. And not only that, but it's going to bring you so much joy. And so I really want you to have a moment of reflection before you start your day and to think about how you can apply this to your life. And so the discussion question that I want to leave with you is, how can we shift our perspective from society's standards to God's intentional design when it comes to our bodies. And so I want you to share your thoughts wherever you're listening to this from. If you're on YouTube or whether you are on a podcast streaming platform, I want you to share your thoughts and leave a comment about on one way that we can appreciate and honor the uniqueness of our bodies as a reflection of God's wisdom and creativity. And so in next week's episode, we're going to dive deeper into culture and we're actually going to be talking about what are the cultural norms. In today's video, we discuss the, how culture affects our body image, but in next week's episode, we're going to really dive into some of the common myths and beliefs that society holds that affects our body image and how to overcome those things. So that's going to be a really exciting episode where the truth is going to be revealed about what comes from society and what comes from God. And we're really going to be unpacking some things that have been keeping the women of God in bondage. And I know that so many women are going to be set free because the truth sets you free. And next week's episode is going to be a message of freedom. And I am so excited. And I hope 
that you join us back next week at Tuesday, 5.30 a.m. for the audio version and 5.30 p.m. for the video version. And this concludes season one, episode five of The Woman Whom Jesus Loves. And so you all know, I always like to end off with a prayer. And the prayer for this week is, Father, I thank you for every woman under the sound of my voice, Lord. And I pray from this day moving forward that she is healed from the societal expectations of the body, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you fill her and reveal to her the truth of your intention of the body throughout this series, Lord. I pray that chains are broken, Father. I pray that the binds that the enemy has over her mind when it comes to her body, Lord, and seeing herself as beautiful and fearfully and wonderfully made, I pray for all of that to be lifted in the name of Jesus so that she will understand how much value she has, not just by looking on the outside, but most importantly, looking on the inside. And so I pray that you are with each and every one of us throughout this week, Lord, and I pray for a blessed week moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen. This concludes season one, episode five of The Woman Whom Jesus Loves. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week. Thank you.